welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie this week. With me today, I have two people still smelling like uh, I, I don't know. What do you come back from a GP smelling like? I guess I guess Jerry smells like defeat, like <laughs> sorrow, <laughs> scrubbed out defeat, throwing punches out of the gate. But, Jeez, but we all right. We have special guest Alex Mangone uh, from the From the Bench podcast and formerly from the. Uh, Extra turns podcast. Uh, Alex coming off a, a, a top 16 run at GP Louisville. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? I'm doing great. So I think what's happening is like the nice the nice perfume scent coming off Alex is suppressing Jerry's just like disgusting. <laughs> I smell like I smell like barbecue and bourbon. That's Ooh. what I smell like. Actually, after, it sounds like uh, everyone GP smells Louisville. great tonight. Then that's awesome. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, so GP Louisville was this weekend. Uh, taken down by uh, the man himself, Reed Duke, the man with the with the hair, um, and uh, Jerry and Alex. You guys both got to go to the GP. You guys actually got to room together. I don't know if you, got, did you guys get to do any testing before the GP. Um, I did not actually. Um, so I uh, teach high school, so my time was very limited uh, leading up to it. Um, I did. I was on winter break, so I was doing a lot of holiday traveling, so I didn't get to do much testing actually. <laughs> Nice. And, and Jared, did you get to do any testing before you went down to Louisville? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been playing the deck for a while, mm-hmm. so I've been kind of testing it for the last three months, but I ended up selling Dredge online, which was actually perfect timing, considering yeah. Golgari Grave Troll just got banned. <laughs> <Tanked. laughs> like, I sold those, go- yeah, tanked. I sold those Golgari Grave Trolls. Great, great opportunity. So I, I sold Dredge, and I bought into the deck online, so I jammed a bunch of uh, leagues on Modo. Oh, nice. All right, awesome. So um, now, Jerry, you went in with your your Leovold. Oh, sorry, the um, the thing in the ice. <laughs> I wish I went in with Leovold. <laughs> the thing in the ice, uh, uh, punishing ice, freezer burn build, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And Alex, you went in on um, blue black reanimator, correct? Yes, that's right. Awesome. So, um, uh, Jerry, since you probably have um, like a shorter... My turn report is uh, shorter. Yeah, it's a little shorter. <laughs> let, let, let's start. Let's start with your turn report because I was actually following you. I actually put your name. I I pulled up the page that has the pairings and typed in your name so I could follow you without having to actually follow the the Facebook page. I could actually just pick up your pairings and see how you were doing. It was great. I didn't have to go to uh, the board. I just logged on to my Facebook to see where I was. <laughs> uh, so tell me, tell me how you did because you started off uh, really well. Yeah, you know, I started off. You know, we don't need no stinking buys. Uh, just you know, I'm gonna win, win out, and it worked at first. So my first three matches uh, were, you know, three wins in a row. Uh, like round one, I played lands. That's that was kind of nervous to start off the tournament on because that is a 50-50 matchup. Mm-hmm. And I knew as soon as I realized what I was playing against that this match is kind of going to set the tone for uh, how this day is going to go. Um, and I ended up winning that by the skin of my teeth. Uh, I think if you play 100 games uh, of freezer burn versus lands i think it's going to be 50 50 mm-hmm. just because you're both like rindy control decks that have this like one explosive turn where they can kill their opponent and it basically just came down to like who had the better draws um after that i played grixis delver which was just a stomping like <laughs> if i could have played grixis delver for 15 rounds i i would have been the happiest camper in the world um <laughs> Like, game one, I didn't even... I knew he was on some form of Delver, but I didn't know what because I killed him too quickly. <laughs> uh, just, like, killed his Delver, 
uh, wastelanded his land, resolved thing in the ice, punishing fired him in the face three times, like a brainstorm later, flipped uh, thing in the ice and killed him. Uh, and then game two, I just like killed all of his creatures with punishing fire, and then I ended up beating him by ulting Jace just because I couldn't find thing in the ice. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, I played Eldrazi Taxes. Now, this is actually I want to talk about, because this has actually been in uh, kind of the Legacy community a lot, or actually not just the Legacy, just the Magic community a lot, is uh, opponents using Adderall. Have, you, have any of you guys uh, like played against an opponent, and you're like, something's up here? Uh, um, I, I haven't, but, I mean, I've probably played against kids who were using other performance enhancers and other, like competitive things that I've done in my life, but not... I don't think in Magic I have. Mm-hmm. No, no like, I haven't. I've never had to deal with that before. So, this was my first time, and I could just tell. So, I've, like... I mean, I went to college. I've seen kids take out <laughs> 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 Sometimes you just need to ace that history course. <laughs> but, in uh... one night. Yeah. <laughs> in one night. To learn about the entire War of 1812. <laughs> But uh, my opponent, like, sits down, and I honestly think he's going to explode. <laughs> like, he's, like, bouncing up and down in his chair, and he's like, Hi, how are you? Good, good, yeah, where are you from? Oh, Boston? Nice. Oh, lovely weather. No, never been myself. Nope, nope, nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me anxious just hearing about it. <laughs> that's how the game was going. So he was playing Eldrazi Taxes, which is already, like, uh, you know, in out, kind of not that common deck. Uh, and... He was going so quickly and announcing triggers so quickly that it honestly, like, made me uncomfortable uh, playing against him. Uh, like, for example, like, one thing is he had a, uh, he had a Corrosive Portal. Uh, that's the Conspiracy card uh, that it's, like, each turn you can vote Carnage or Homage. And if Homage gets more votes, then he draws a card. And if Carnage gets more votes, destroy all your opponent's uh, permanents. And he was just going so fast, he was like, Homage, 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 at the beginning of each turn, and then like immediately going on to something else. And I would just be like, yep, 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 acknowledge the trigger. And then one turn, when it was in his favor, he just goes, Carnage, like so quick. And I've been like trained because of all these turns going by of him just rattling it off to me. I just say, yep. And then realize immediately what I said, but it's, you know, oh. it's too late. If, if I, even calling a judge wouldn't have done anything. Cause I would have admitted, yes, I said, yes, it was a mistake, but it was just like, the only reason why he got that was because of him. Like, I don't know. Is that even a scumbag move? I, it, I feel it's like right on the line. Cause everything about it's legal, but it definitely doesn't feel like a legit move. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, Alex? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, that's just a rough patch. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's that blows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it didn't matter just because you know Thalia's and uh, you know both new and old Thalia dies to punishing fire pretty pretty quickly. Uh, so I was able to pull that match out. Um, he actually ended up uh, in the deciding factor. He tapped a ancient tomb to uh, cast the new Thalia, and I just punishing fired him in response, because the ancient tomb put him on two. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those my first three matches of the day were great, but they're fair decks, and my deck is designed to beat up on fair decks. The next three matches of the day, I played against unfair decks, and I did not do well at all. Oh, man. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, so first up, I did Elves, and I don't know what it is. I think Elves is just the nemesis of the deck. Uh, I've played against Elves competitively three times and lost all three times. And then I sat down with Jamie from Legacy Weapon. He was there, and he was on Elves. And we played some test matches, like, after the round, and he beat me in those, too. Hmm. Uh, And, you know, on paper, you would think it's not a bad matchup because, you know, I have, like, four Lightning Bolt, four Punishing Fire, three Engineered Explosives, two Half-Digger's Cages... Uh, but it just it doesn't matter. Like the elves deck still just recovers and wins. Yeah. And uh, so up next, I played against Food Chain, which is I think just impossible for the Freezer Burn deck to beat. <laughs> um, he was running main deck rest in peace. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, main deck rest in peace. So even if you killed his um, Mist Hollow Griffins, they get exiled and he can just recast them. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's sweet, actually. <laughs> That is good tech. That's a real good tech. (laughs) Already, like, I'm at a disadvantage because it's like I can't just repeatedly kill these 3-3s because also it doesn't help that they're 3-3s and Punishing Fire only does 2 damage. But he's also running uh, Rest in Peace, so Punishing Fire turns into the worst shock ever printed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really bad Magma Jet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) real bad Magma Jet. It's a real bad Sudden Shock. Uh, so that was just, like, an impossible... He just smacked me around the table, uh, that matchup. I didn't have a chance. And then, fittingly, to end the day, I was just sneaking showed out of existence. <laughs> uh, had, you know, had a good counter war, but he ended up having... So, game one, he show and tells. I force of will. He force of wills my force of will. I fluster storm the show and tell, and he flusterstorms my flusterstorm in response. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and then, you know, he put an Emrakul in play and killed me. And then game two, uh, I was able to build, get, a, like, a Bedlam Reveler and a Snapcaster Mage in play, and he was on five life, had an Emrakul, and besides uh, the Snapcaster Mage and the Bedlam Reveler, I had five other permanents. So he attacked me, put me on just the Bedlam Reveler, and I couldn't get the extra two damage because he was on five life. If I had one more permanent play, I could have survived the Annihilator trigger and swung in for lethal on the crackback. Oh. Yeah, but uh, I think I, what I learned in the event is the Thing in the Ice Freezer Burn deck uh, just has a real hard time against combo because it can't deploy a threat quick enough. Mm. Um. You, the thing in the ice is take just too long to to get active against combo. It's kind of like trying to win with Jace against combo. It's just going to take way too long. They're going to find their combo pieces and they're going to go off even if you have a couple counter spells. Uh, sure. True. Uh, true name nemesis isn't good because you don't ever want to tap out against a combo deck. Uh, because if you slam th- uh, true name nemesis, they're just going to combo your face the next turn because they see you're tapped out. Uh, so you're basically le- you know resting on. Uh, the one Vendillion Click and three Snapcaster Mages and a couple of Lightning Bolts to close out the game. And it's just it's just not quick enough. So I kind of really have to go back to the drawing board with the sideboard and just find out, you know, it's not enough just having hate pieces for combo decks. I need a way to, like, close the game out and get quickly against combo decks. Uh, and I haven't really found, you know, what, what the answer to that dilemma is yet. Sounds like, sounds like we need to do some testing. I know, right? Definitely need to do some testing. I'm actually not sure how the... Uh, Reanimator matchup goes. I haven't played against uh, the blue black deck yet. Well, that's a good segue. Speaking of Reanimator, <laughs> Alex, do you want to tell us about uh, your run at, at Louisville? 
Yeah, sure. So um, I started the day with a round one buy. Uh, last year, I spent a lot of it just grinding out Planeswalker points, so I uh, got to take a break during round one. Uh, my day started in round two with against Infect, uh, which on Friday I did not have great results against in some of the GPTs I played in, but um, I got it 2-1. Um, basically, in game one, I was able to uh, get a really fast um, Elish Norn uh, to shut him down. Um, and then in game two, uh, he uh, got me very quickly. Um, I went to combo off, and he had more counters than I did. Um, and then in game three, we have this really long back and forth. Um, I keep a really weird hand. Um, I have to mull down to, I think, five. Um, <clears throat> and my five cards are like um, land, lotus petal, abrupt decay, um, force blue card, and I think another cantrip. And so, uh, and he's on um, the play, I think. And so he starts like, land elf i'm like okay so i go land pedal abrupt decay you he wastes <laughs> my only land um luckily i hit a land off the top and it's just like us just dirtling around trying to find something to do um and it ends with me getting elish norn into play and luckily for me it seemed like he didn't know uh the berserk trick with killing elish norn after combat or after damage is dealt um oh, nice yeah, so, uh, cause we were running a little short on time, so I didn't, like, he, after, as soon as I put Elish Norn into play, he conceded, um, the match, uh, which was great, cause I, we only had about eight minutes, and I was like, do I, you know, do I start attacking? Do I, you know, just wait till I can get a second creature into play, kind of thing, but, uh, he made that decision for me, so I was very happy not to have to deal with that nonsense. Alex, for, uh, those who might not know, could you just explain the Berserk trick for, uh, for people? Yeah, so, um, Berserk, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, you know, give your creature, um, plus X, plus O, where X is its power, um, and then you sack it at the end of combat. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you can use Berserk as a removal spell against problem creatures like Elishnorn. So, you let Elishnorn attack you, uh, you take the damage, but in the damage step, um, of the combat phase, uh, there's a priority check where the Elish Norn is still considered an attacking creature. So you are able to berserk the Elish Norn um, and have your opponent sack it and not take any extra damage. So you don't have to take eight to the face to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets the Elish Norn off the table. Uh, so normally, if, like, um, if I have infinite time, I animate Elish Norn, and then I just sort of sit there with an Elish Norn until I can get Iona into play to name green, and then I just start beating for 11, or at that point, you know, uh, 9, Thir- 13. 13, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then it's a turn 2 clock, so uh, normally time isn't an issue once I get the Iona into play. Um, but it's just getting to the second creature, because, you know, as long as you don't attack, you're, the Infect opponent actually can't do anything other than just keep cantripping for stuff. Uh, they can put the Ink Moth Nexus into play, but they can activate it, all that stuff. Um, so they're pretty much on a hard lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, round three, I played against a guy playing shardless, um, said, uh, he was coming off, uh, two buys. Um, 
said that this was his first uh, time playing Legacy like it in a major <laughs> tournament, so he was much like myself. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then I showed him what Reanimator was, <laughs> and one of us had a fun time. <laughs> it was him, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I attacked him with Grizzlebrand a bunch. Yeah, he got uh, to tell us until he got attacked by Grizzlebrand. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I made Grizzlebrand on, like, turn two in game one um, and turn three in game two, and that was the end of that. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of anything to that one. <laughs> no interaction. No. Do you, do you even know, was he on Stifle? Char- or, uh, no, actually, no, you said it was Charlotte's Bug, right? Yeah, he had, uh, he pitched an Ancestral Vision uh, to a Force of Will at some point in Game 1, and that's the only reason I knew he was on the list <laughs> <versus> something else. <laughs> yeah, there are those games when your opponent plays, like, Island Ponder, and then you kill him, and you're like, oh, I wonder what he was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there were, I think that's how Game 1 went, uh, until he was, like, we got into a counter war over my Exhum, and I was like, oh, that's a that's an AV, okay, I know what you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You only have a few force of wills in your deck and maybe some fluster storms after the side. Okay. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, in game two, the hallmark of game two is that we went a little long because um, he got to resolve a Liliana. Um, and so that was a problem. Um, and it got to the point where he got, he was, it was a turn before he ulted the Lily. And I got to reanimate two creatures and beat the Lily ult. Uh, by having Grizzlebrand and a Chancellor of the Annex in play. Mm-hmm. So I got to reanimate the Grizzlebrand, and I was like, okay, I can activate it, and as long as I draw a, a mana source, I can put the Chancellor into play, and there's no way he can uh, ult the Lily and kill my creatures. Um, well, he can choose choose your lands or choose your creatures, and then, but you're probably just going to choose the creatures at that point and beat. Oh the yeah, I choose the creatures because yeah, one of them is Grizzlebrand, so I'm just like yeah, I'll choose the creature, attack you. Oh uh, yeah, when you put it that way, one of them is Grizzlebrand. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is draw most of your deck in a turn. So uh, yeah, how foolish of me. Sorry, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he ulted Lily, and he gave me Grizzlebrand and an island, and then Chancellor and other other lands. I was like, yeah, I'll take Grizzlebrand Island. That's, uh, that's like the worst type of split. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I would just do, like, Grizzlebrand and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I was old, yeah, I would just put Grizzlebrand by himself and be like, well, you can have fun with that, and be like, I'd still take Grizzlebrand. <laughs> your, your board presence, like, doesn't beat a Grizzlebrand. So I'm Does still a more presence beating Grizzlebrand. <laughs> um, maybe Emrakul. Yeah, or uh, just another Liliana beats us alone. Grizzlebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of depressing. Uh, or you can be like my Grixis Delver opponent who got me with the diabolic edict that I did not see coming. Diabolic <laughs> 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 edict, my thing in the ice that was flipped. <laughs> Oh, no. I can just imagine him like he ulting Illy, uh, Lily. You choosing Grizzlebrand. He's like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, round four was pretty interesting. I got to play against Mono Red Stompy. Um, in game one, he tried. 
to he played Chalice on one off an ancient tomb and a guide, uh, the spirit guide, and uh, luckily I discarded the hand size and cast Exhum with Grizzlebrand, um, and that was the end of that. Wait, uh, he, wait, he played Chalice on one with ancient tomb and guide. Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. my bad. Yeah, he just played Chalice on one. Okay. Uh, and then he played Chalice on zero. And I was like, okay, uh, discard, exhume. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, here's Grizzlebrand. And then game two, that's right, it was game two where he went turn one. Um, he put a uh, pr- the uh, ensnaring bridge into play on turn one with the tomb uh, and a guide. Um, and Wait. then he played Rebel Master. Oh, uh, okay. And that was not fun for me. No. Uh, lost, that, <laughs> lost that game. Um, game three uh, was pretty interesting. Um, I think I, I kind of got lucky because my opponent messed up and he was playing Chandra Torture Defiance. And I he had a Magus of the Moon, a, multi, a Chalice on zero and one and a ensnaring bridge. And he was just ticking the Chandra up, and I'm like, oh, well, this isn't fun. Um, I was able to exhume a Grizzlebrand, but the Grizzlebrand couldn't attack. Um, and the turn before I was able to exhume the Grizzlebrand, he was had the choice of ulting Chandra Torch of Defiance or, you know, what him for plus abilities. He chose to plus to, like, ping me for two. Now, I, if you guys don't know, like, the ult, like, just ends the game. Like, I can't beat that. Like, it's the, every time you cast a spell, it domes me for five. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it puts an emblem into play that says every time you cast a spell, deal five damage. It was, and he was like, plus it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and I just exhumed the grizzle brand. Um, I was able to draw enough cards to hit exactly basic island and my one copy of um, Echoing Truth. So I bounced his ensnaring bridge and beat the uh, Chandra Torch of Defiance uh, down so she couldn't ult, um, and that gave me enough to keep drawing gas and counter the bridge on its way when he tried to cast it again, and that sealed the game for that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I got. I feel I got really lucky on that one. Um <clears throat> Round five was Elves. Uh, that involved two games of me making Elish Norn and my opponent scooping. Uh, <laughs> Good. Good times for all. <laughs> Good times for all. Um, so uh, round six was um, a little bit of... Um, it was a close one for me. because So I have never made day two of a tournament before. Like any tournament, like an SCG, uh, Grand Prix, anything. Uh, before this, mm-hmm. and so like the goal going in was like, oh, I just want to make day two. Like, if I make day two, I'm happy. So at you know five and zero, oh, like if I win this next one, then you know I'm in, and you know my year goal has been accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I sit down across from the guy, and um, my opening hand has a Chancellor of the Annex in it, so I reveal it. And I'm able to put it into play on turn two. And it turns out he's playing Storm, and Chancellor of the Annex is really good against Storm. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
which is one of the reasons why it's in the deck to begin with. Like just being able to um, have that early disruption um, along with dazes and force of wills is kind of ridiculous. Um, and it came up a lot, especially in the later rounds, where it's just like um, I have that trigger plus um, like a daze or something. So like having to pay two on their turn one or on their turn two um, is sometimes just too much for them to get through. Um, and so I was able to, the Chancellor sealed game one. Uh, game two, um, he ripped my hand apart with Cabal Therapies and Duresses. And the turn before I was able to pitch um, a Chancellor to the graveyard and reanimate it the next turn, um, like the Chancellor was in the graveyard, uh, he storms off and kills me. And then in game three, um, I'm on the play and just keep a fast hand and uh, put Chancellor into play immediately on turn two. Um, and so that ended that for him. He couldn't, like, he cantripped some and just couldn't get there at all. And so I was like, oh, I just made day two of a GP. Sweet. <laughs> all right, I guess we're done here. Um, <laughs> Uh, time to go. Yeah, time to go. <laughs> the old uh, day two drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we like to call that the gardener. Uh, <laughs> Sick burns. <laughs> yes. um, so then uh, round seven, uh, I got to play against Stephen Mann, um, who is a really nice guy, uh, one of the SCG grinders. Uh, he was on Bug Delver, um, and... Uh, game one, it was a very, again, a very quick grizzle brand with like an annex, uh, chancellor backup, uh, with like days and stuff and he just couldn't, uh, get by it. Um, game two was super grindy, um, and I lost that one and then I got to be on the, uh, play again and just, you know, put grizzle brand into play and, uh, he couldn't keep up. Um, and so, uh, that was that. And then round eight happened. Uh, round eight was not fun for me. Uh, I got to play against Miracles for the first time. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, wow, that is not where you want to play against Miracles for your first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so I, I have played against Miracles, like, in testing and uh, some of my friends. At the one or two times we actually have uh, legacy events here in Knoxville, uh, there are a couple guys who actually do play Miracles. Uh, but this was the first time playing Miracles at the GP. Um, like, I had completely missed playing against it in any of the GPTs I had played in on Friday. Um, so game one, um, I have a quick Chancellor, um, and it ties up his mana, and he can't find an answer and cast it in time before I beat him down. Uh, game two is this weird back and forth where I'm animating Chancellors, uh, but he's been beating me down with Snapcaster Mages, um, and it gets to the point where... Um, it comes down to who can actually have more creatures on the board, because uh, I'm at, like, three or four life, and um, I just can't push through uh, his board, because then I'll just die on the crackback. Um, I go to... Um, he goes to cast a Snapcaster Mage, um, and I force it, and he just has a force... He's been floating a force on the top of his library uh, for the counterbalance trigger. Uh, so that wasn't fun. Uh, so I'm, we, I lose 
game two after a long fault battle. And I asked, so Joe's, I think, was next to me. I asked him how much time is left, and he's like, 10 minutes. <laughs> like, okay, I have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Miracles does not have enough time uh, for 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay. You know, I quickly shuffle. You know, I don't really change sideboarding much, you know, play draw, that kind of stuff. So I just shuffle up, present, uh, so does my opponent. And I keep a hand that's basically, um, I have, it was like some, like two lands, um, an Entomb, and three reanimation spells, and maybe like a Brainstorm or something. So basically, I'm just going to force this through, like brute force this through, uh, and hope to get there. And with the time that's left, that's about as best as I can hope for. Right. Um, and I'm on the play anyway, so, you know, hey, you know, what else could go wrong? And so I spend the first, like, two to three turns just, like, casting exhumes, and he counters them all. Um, and I even find, like, a show-and-tell and another creature, and he counters that. So I'm just sitting there empty-handed. Uh, there's about five minutes left in the round, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, I had my turn. You have about five minutes and five turns to try and kill me. Like, <laughs> I literally just have, like, a polluted delta sitting in my hand, and I'm just like, draw, go. <laughs> and he's like, okay, uh, top, uh, put these back, okay, ponder, and he's just digging, he's like, okay, Snapcaster Mage, and I'm like, all right, cool, uh, I'm at 20, and there are now two minutes left in the round, <laughs> draw, go, <laughs> and he's like trying to get, you know, beat me down, and it just doesn't happen, and <laughs> we get to, on turn, his turn two, he, we go into extra turns on his turn two. He's like, Jace. And I'm like, that resolves. And <laughs> nothing. Like, like, maybe you find an entry. Like, maybe? Like, I've been dead to it this entire game, so good luck. Yep. <laughs> um, and he doesn't find it. And uh, I'm just like, well, it's round eight. I'm not taking... A, I'm not going to take a loss. I'll just take the draw. <laughs> and apparently, when I walked away from the table... Uh, after signing the slip, one one one, uh, one uh, Gardner was just like, "Man, your opponent <laughs> seemed really salty that you didn't concede that match." And I was like, "That's a shame, isn't it?" I, I could have sworn we just drew. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm cracking up because Joe, uh, who for some of our newer listeners they may not remember, but Joe, Joe's awesome, uh, and he just like we're watching the match. He just like kind of looks looks sideways, and out of like just the corner of his mouth, just goes, "I think your opponent's expecting a concession here." <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I mean, it's true. That's that's one of the things you have to analyze when you play Miracles is, you know, you have to uh, be okay with the fact that there are going to be opponents who are not going to concede to you no matter what. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing that says, you know, you have to concede to someone, especially in, a, like, a high-pressure event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those those points count. Like, if you took that loss, you probably wouldn't have done as well as you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no telling, uh, like, how it would have fallen out, uh, but... Um, I don't regret taking the draw at any point. Although, as you're going to find out, my pairings in day two were hilarious because of the draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, so we finish that up. Uh, round nine starts pretty much immediately. I get paired against uh, Adam Jensen. Uh, super nice guy. Um, he was playing Sneak and Show. Um, and uh, Chancellor of the Annex is super good against him. Uh, he's just trying to be super efficient, like, you know, trying to get the show and teller to sneak attack out as quickly as possible. And Chancellor just says, uh, why don't you wait another turn? And that extra turn is really all I needed. Um, right, because, I mean, Reanimator <clears throat> already has a leg up on Sneak and Show because you're cons- pretty consistently a turn faster than them. Right. Plus you're running the Chancellor of Annex, like, that puts you two turns faster than them. Yeah, uh, this was one of those times where I really liked having, like, Chancellor and blue cards in my deck. Like, I totally understand why, like, the black-red version uh, plays the Chancellor for the disruption, mm-hmm. uh, and I was really happy to be having it in my deck, even though I'm playing uh, the blue-black. Yeah, I was going to mention that your list is the first blue-black list I've seen running the Chancellor, and I love it. Like, I love that tech for uh, for the blue-black decks. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I was sort of hunting around some of, like, um, uh, the source uh, to see if anyone had picked it up, and they were like, why is this guy running Chancellors? Why does this guy only have one underground seat? Like, what is this dude thinking? And I'm like, I'm poor? That's why. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, I can't (laughs) afford four underground seas. And I was just like, well, they can't wasteland me now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's great, because you're like, it's either basics or uh, watery graves. I'm not being the dude playing. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to be that chump playing watering graves at the Legacy GP. I'll just be like, I'm playing basics. For wasteland. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not doing this for budget reasons. I'm doing it for meta reasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that just goes to show. You know, you don't need to play the optimal version of a deck to do well in a tournament. Yeah. Um, Sometimes good enough is. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, And as far as like the chancers go, it actually came from. um, So I'm one of. I'm, like, the only teacher at my school who plays Magic, so all of the students who play Magic sort of flock around me, and we all play together and stuff. Um, and there's one kid who has, like, a proxy. He's a senior, and he has, a, like, a proxy uh, shardless deck. And we would, you know, always play Legacy, and he would always have turn one death right Shaman against me. <laughs> and, like, on the draw, it was just miserable because, like, I have to have Force of Will because, like, day, I can't daze it. And I was like, well, what if I just put the Chancellors in my deck and then I can have Chancellors or Force in my deck at the same time? Yeah. So I just found the room for the Chancellors and I was like, and then uh, Gardner put up the point that is like, and it also stops Chalice for one on the draw, too. And I was like, well, there you go. Like, yeah. it, So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll try this out. And honestly, like, the whole tournament, I, there was never a point where I was like, this is bad. Like, this is actively bad. Um, and I will say um, I did dodge death and taxes the whole time. So the whole point of not having me not having uh, like a grave titan in my deck um, uh, was never missed because I never really needed it. Um, but uh, with the matchups that I had, my configuration was very nice. So yeah, that that is pretty awesome. Uh... It's also not a legend, so it gets around uh, Caracas. Yes, yeah. Um, I am playing it as a 4-of, so yeah, like when the Caracas heavy decks 
um, come about. I do have, I still have targets um, to, along with Tide Scout Tyrant, um, mm-hmm. to deal with that. Yeah, and I mean, a 5-6 is also nothing to sneeze at. Like, it can close a game out by itself. You know, Chancellor of the Annex blocked a lot of 5-6 Tarmacoifs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. And Gurmag Anglers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was definitely a relevant thing that uh, was occurring. Um, um, I think it was against Steve Mann where he, he was playing like multiple. Um, I he like played a Tarmogoyf and I reanimated Chancellor, um, and so I was beating him and we were just like racing each other. And then he played a second one and everyone was a five six and I was like okay well can't attack now, and but like Chancellor was a, at least able to block uh, profitably. Um, and just sort of hold off the fort a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I was very happy with Chancellors the whole time. Um, <clears throat> I just added four to my card on TCG Player. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of disappointed that the foils are $35. Ooh. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I do not like... I am not a foiler person. I, I like my cards... Oh, well, that's all the time we have for Alex today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alex, I'm with you, buddy. I think foiling is, is a stupid waste of money. You're Thanks. Literally, literally paying Thanks. extra to have your cards more susceptible to damage. It just doesn't make sense. Thank you. Well, I have to have this problem. <laughs> Pat, it's like Chinese foot binding. You know, we... Us, <laughs> us mangling like someone else's limbs. I'm gonna action. <laughs> so, Jerry, do you also put your do you put your cards in your mouth like like they put the women's feet in their mouth? Is that what, what? it's like for? <laughs> what? Yes. You didn't know that's why they bind women's feet. So like the, the men, the gross men, could slobber all over them. Ugh, put your foot in my mouth. <laughs> I don't think that's true. That is exactly why, Jerry. I want to shove a woman's whole foot in my mouth. Totally. No, hold on. It was to show other members of their society that they're a well-to-do family who, uh, you know, they don't need the this this individual working and contributing to society. They're just there to look pretty. Also for sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Wait to take my cultural history lesson and drag it through the mud, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, I actually I actually took history, so. That was my, like, that was my, that was my, that's where my degree came. Yeah, just once, one class. Yeah, one history class. <laughs> uh, I don't know, hey, jazz, dual major in jazz guitar and international relations, I, I think I... <laughs> that's like international man of mystery style, like... <laughs> uh, two most, like, disparate majors you could possibly have at the same time. Like, an arts major and then like, a financial major. No, it wasn't even finance. It was international politics. <laughs> I wanted next Bono. <laughs> All right, so back to the GP. Yeah. Uh, so I'm playing against Adam Jensen and Sneaking Show. Uh, game one, uh, Chancellor was great. Uh, game two, he does Sneaking Show things and just wrecks me with an, with an Emrakul. Um, in game three, uh, I'm able to get a quick Chancellor into play and it just constrains him um and he's about a turn i have the next uh my next attack is lethal and he goes to try and resolve a sneak attack with enough mana to like i'm assuming put an emerald into play um and uh kill me 
And I have in my hand um, double force and a brainstorm. Um, and I was like, okay, so I'm just going to brainstorm. And worst comes to worst, uh, I pitch the force to the force anyway um, if I can't find, you know, two blue cards. And uh, the magic god smiled upon me because my brainstorm uh, was in this order, uh, ponder, ponder days. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm winning this match. Hooray! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I so think that I, was the match I, I watched, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna be real surprised if this doesn't go well for him. <laughs> yeah, like when I did that, I was like, so I'm just gonna put these two reanimate spells back, and if I lose this somehow, I don't know what I I don't know how I can lose this because I just have more cards than he does. Um, and I yeah, I counted everything and uh, was able to close it out. So I finished uh, day one with an 8-0-1 record, uh, thanks Miracles, um, uh, for my first GP day two. Um, and then we ate a lot of Brazilian steak. Oh, yeah. how was that? <laughs> Tell me about awesome. the steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we had a huge group of people at the Brazilian Steakhouse. We had like 15, 16 people all sitting at the table. Much to Aaron Campbell's chagrin. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Aaron was like a protective, like, shepherd dog at the table. Like, every time, <laughs> every time someone new would come in, because we were like one of the first people to get there, she'd be like, Jerry, who are these people? Do you know them? <laughs> we're like, yeah, Aaron, we invited them. <laughs> then, like, Tom Smiley comes in with, like, two of his, like, m- like muggle friends. <laughs> <laughs> who just, like, lived in Louisville that he knew, so he decided to bring him to dinner. <laughs> and Aaron just, like, in, like, full regular talking voice, just goes, and who are these trolls? <laughs> who are these trolls, like, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, who are these trolls, Jerry? <laughs> Somehow I was, like, in charge of the guest list, I guess, so it was my fault. <laughs> Aaron, calm down. It's okay. Have some more of these delicious cheesy bread bite things. <laughs> Oh, my God. But the Brazilian Steakhouse was awesome. I think it was better than the one we went to in Columbus. Oh, nice. Nice. It was definitely way fancier. There is, like, all the... We felt like... I kind of felt like scrubs, because we're all wearing, like, T-shirts and hoodies, and then there's just, like, all these people in, like, full-on suits (laughs) (laughs) eating. (laughs) So, um, that Steakhouse is actually in Knoxville. Uh, It started in Knoxville. And it's, like, basically, like, two Brazilian brothers uh, who came here and started the one up in Knoxville, and then they opened one in Louisville. Because, um, like, the original one's, like, five minutes from my apartment. It's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you ever see a Braziros, fully recommend it, like, if they yeah. ever expand again. They had, like, a rack of lambs on a skewer, and they just, like, came by, and it's like, how many how many racks would you like? <laughs> yeah. uh, just, like, yeah, the food was really, really good. It wasn't, like, the place in Worcester where you had to wait, like, 30 minutes to get your first slice of meat, Jerry? No. <laughs> they get like, passing over you. <laughs> they brought me the second plate. <laughs> so yeah. They brought us all second place. They're like, this is your meat plate. <laughs> okay. You don't have to tell me twice. Any restaurant that has a designated meat plate is okay in my book, man. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Brazilian Steakhouse was awesome. So now, day two, when you when uh, Jerry's out buying foreign black border duels <laughs> and spending oh, crazy amounts of money. 
<laughs> yes. I, one. Oh yeah, real quick on that. Uh, don't go anywhere with Joe Gardner while you have any form of currency on you. <laughs> Why is that, Jerry? <laughs> He's first and foremost a salesman. Yeah, yeah. Joe is a salesman because I literally go. It's like I don't want to spend any di- money day one. Uh, I want it to be my scrub out money when I scrub out. Uh, I want to like go and like feel better by getting some, uh, you know, what's it called? Shop shopping therapy. Sure, retail <laughs> therapy. Yeah, retail therapy. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, let's do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is like this is like at like like 11 a.m. day like day one. <laughs> Yeah, this is like after like round four or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no, actually it was before it because I put it in before the the match even started. This was like Friday, the day before. The tournament hasn't even started yet. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, and he's like, he, like, no, Joe, I don't want to do it now. I want to, I want to get it later. And he goes, and he just stands there. He goes, I'm gonna go look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I don't like, care what you think. I'm gonna do this anyway. <laughs> I was running off. So the rest of us just like are sitting, still sitting at the table, just like shooting the shit and talking. And then all of a sudden, uh, I think Jared, who was the other guy that uh, that was with us, uh, also an awesome guy, but uh, he comes over and he's like, "Hey, Joe, Joe wants to talk to you." <laughs> 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 and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not doing it. This isn't happening." And I come over, and Joe is standing, uh, standing there talking at the Tales of Adventure booth to Calvin, uh, who was the guy who sold me the last Black Border Duel Lands. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Calvin's awesome. You can't miss him at events. He works at like Hot Sauce and Tales of Adventure. Like big guy. He has like long dreads down his back. He's like he's always cracking jokes. Like the funniest guy. Plus he has like awesome deals. So definitely recommend seeing Calvin if you uh, run into him at a, at a GP if you need anything. But he like I turn the corner and Calvin just like lights up and throws his hands up in the air. He's like Jerry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> buy some dual lands <laughs> <laughs> and he just like lays out the dual lands and uh he has this volcanic island uh that's a hundred dollars off it's like near mint but it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the other ones because it's signed by the artist so i'm like all right i'll take that deal like i personally don't view cards being signed by the artist as damaged but i can see why you know retailers will but I am more than willing to take a hundred dollar price haircut off a card just because the artist signed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll get this volcanic island today. And then Joe just goes, ask him how much he can save if he bundles. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he takes like a uh, black border tropical island and he's like, uh, you know, fifty dollars off this one if you buy them both. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bag it up. <laughs> uh and you know i'm just joe actually joe is lucky that i'm not married because otherwise there would be a hit out on joe's life <laughs> uh but anyways back back to the adventure <laughs> yes so uh, i sit down for uh my first day too uh across from uh nate uh barton who ends up uh getting fourth place uh at the whole thing um playing Grixis Delver, and in game one, uh, I mull to five? Yeah, five. And that's the end of that game. Um, <laughs> in uh, game two, I end up mulling to six, and he just has a much better... He just has, like, the Grixis Delver hand and just uh, stops anything I try to do 
Um, and so that game also ends very quickly. So I started day two off um, taking my first loss. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, hey, I made day two. You know, why not? It's all good. Um, and then the hilarity happened. So apparently by taking this loss and then by taking the draw in round eight, I was placed into the infamous miracles bracket. <laughs> because rounds <laughs> 11 through 13 were all miracles. Well, hey, at least you got your practice against the deck now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know how to sideboard real good against Miracles now. <laughs> uh, so in round 11, I play Miracles, uh, piloted by a uh, very uh, polite and kind Japanese player. Um, and I'm able to get a uh, Iona into play uh, and name White. Uh, so his only out is either if he has a Caracas in his deck, but he never showed like a Venser or anything other than just like a click or a Snapcaster. Um, and Jace. Um, and so I just beat him down with uh, the Iona over three turns. And then uh, game two, he does miracle things and stops me from playing magic. And then in uh, game three, we have a really close one um, that ends with me being able to get, again, Iona into play and beating him down uh, when he's uh, pretty much empty-handed. Uh, so I was able to... Uh, uh, get back into the positive against Miracles in round 11, um, only to face it once again in round 12. <laughs> um, and pretty much round 12 played out uh, quite a bit like round 11. I was pretty happy with myself. Uh, was able to make a quick Iona in game one, uh, get the beats in. Uh, game two uh, wasn't able to get a fast enough hand on the draw. Um or just not enough disruption to keep him uh, from stopping me from comboing. And so I just sort of get ground uh, into the dirt. And then uh, in game three, I'm able to come back and just uh, get under all of his uh, locks uh, that he was trying to put in place and seal the match. Um, uh, then in round 13, I get to play against uh, one of the younger pros, Oliver Tomashko, uh, also playing Miracles. Uh, I, at this point, I was really tired of playing Miracles. Um, <laughs> in game one, we get into this interesting scenario where I turn to Grizzlebrand, just like I have the nuts and I'm beating in. Um, and he goes to try to resolve a Jace. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start drawing cards now. Uh, I end up drawing 21 cards in search of a force or daze. Or no, sorry. I go to force the uh, Jace. He reveals force off the uh, counterbalance. So I'm like, awesome. Well, days are bust, and I start drawing cards. I draw 21 cards in search of one of three dazes in my deck. So I have not cast one yet. Um... I do not hit a daze in 21 cards. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. It just, yeah. it just happens with Grizzlebrand sometimes. Yeah, DJ Grizzle did not deliver uh, what I was asking for. He and, did not drop the base at the appropriate time? No, he did not. <laughs> uh, and that's fine. Uh, so the Jace resolves, and I'm like, well, okay. Um, well, 
I do have, you know, like 23 cards in my hand, so it can't be that bad. Uh, the only problem was he also had a Snapcaster Mage in play, and I'm at 3 life, so he hits me down to 1, and now the majority of my plays are pretty much dead, because uh, now, like, forces are dead, uh, my fetches are dead, um, and I just couldn't figure out a line to get the Jace off the board permanently um, and, you know, get rid of, like, the Snapcaster Mage. Like, I was able to get, like, Tidespat down and, like, bounce it a couple times, but um, I was never able to cobble together something um, <clears throat> that actually, like, uh, closed the game out. Um, so I lose that game, and then in game two, he just does miracle things, and I can't recover. Um, so I end up taking a loss again to miracles in round 13. Um, so at this point, like, I'm, you know, X2 and 1. I'm like, oh, well, you know, you know top eight's a little pre pretty much out of my view at this point, uh, but I'm still having one hell of a tournament, so I'm not too sad about it. <coughs> so, you know, I'm talking with uh, Joe and everyone else, and he's like, you realize if you, like, win your next two, you still have a shot, right? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, like, you still have a pretty, like, decent shot if you win your next two. I was like, well, I guess I just go, need to go win my next two then. <laughs> so round 14 starts, and um, I play against a guy on Grixis Delver. Um, and uh, game one is a quick Grizzlebrand. Um, <laughs> as we're shuffling, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy playing uh, Reanimator, right? And I'm like, yep, that's me. Because uh, come to find out, I checked the day two metagame uh, when I got home from the tournament, and I was the only blue-black reanimator uh, in day two, uh, so I didn't realize that. So everyone was like, oh, he's the reanimator guy. Uh, <laughs> and that's always a terrible feeling, like being yeah. the explosive combo deck that everyone's expecting. <laughs> right, right. Um, like, there's me, and then there's the guy who got second, um, and then there, there are a bunch of actual, like, Black red reanimators in day two, but uh, apparently we were the only two like in the top tables. Like especially like looking back through like the top thirty-two, we were the only two reanimator decks in the top thirty-two. Um, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, you're the reanimator dude." I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember you making a bunch of pyromancer tokens. This should be fun." He <laughs> was like, "Hey, promise not to turn one me." And I was like, "Ah, no promises." <laughs> and I draw my seven. I'm like, "Huh." I'm going to turn one of them. This is going <laughs> to So I'm like, uh, land, fetch, entomb. He's like, resolves. And I'm like, cool. Lotus petal? Yep. Reanimate. Oh, yeah, you're good. All right, go. <laughs> and what'd you get? Uh, I got uh, just Grizzlebrand. Uh, yeah. yeah, just basically, yeah, just when in doubt, get Grizzlebrand. Um uh, Unless you just absolutely know that what you can put down is the end-all, be-all. Um, and especially against Grixis Delver, um, I think maybe, like, Iona on black. Um, I, think, I think Elish Norn's not completely incorrect, because that basically leaves him with Gurmag Angler, which can't attack through Elish Norn, and <laughs> they would get, like, triple bolt in order to kill it. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a consideration. Uh in game two, uh, that was definitely a plan. Um, but uh, I always like the ability to be like, well, you're going to try and stop what I'm doing, uh, like the lifelink, 
because uh, I'm always of the I'm just going to wait to draw cards until I absolutely need to. Oh um, no, of course. I mean, Grizzlebrand is Grizzlebrand, as yeah. we've said. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <like>, Grizzlebrand. <laughs> uh, like the, after the first hit, it's like, well, I'm back at 19. Uh, second hit, I'm at 26, and he's just like, yeah, yeah the, the the amount of life link uh, is just too much to overcome. Um, game two goes a little bit long, and he's able to get uh, a Pyromancer going, and he just goes off with Pyromancer. Um, I get a Chancellor of the Annex into play, but I'm unable to race him effectively. Um, so he's just able to beat me down with the elemental tokens. And then in uh, game two, I uh, turn one him again. So I just put the put Grizzlebrand into play and go to town. Um, and so that sealed that. So uh, sign the slip, uh, pack my stuff up, and return back to like where you, you guys were uh, cubing, right? At this point? No. So what happened was uh, it was like me, Joe, and Jared, and we met up with uh, Jamie and Drew, the hosts of uh, the Legacy Weapon. Uh-huh. And we're all like sitting around like, oh, we, do we, we don't really, really want to do Legacy side events. Oh, how about we do a Chaos Draft? Everyone goes and buys three packs of like three random packs, and we'll just like have a fun, wacky draft. So we all go off, we buy our packs, we all come back, and all of us have all bought three packs of Eternal Masters. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an Eternal Masters draft instead. <laughs> Didn't you have a box of Eternal Masters that you brought with you? That never got opened. It was, okay. it was Yeah, we were going to draft it back at the house, but we never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, everyone went and bought uh, Eternal Masters packs, and we drafted it, and it was funny. Uh, dr- uh, so the store we bought the packs from had a thing where if you opened a Sphinx of the Steel Wind, they would give you a free pack. Oh, I and, love those guys. Yeah, and Drew opened a foil Sphinx of the Steel Wind, <laughs> <laughs> so they gave him two packs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, the Eternal, Ma- Eternal Masters is a fun draft. It's not as good as Eternal as Modern Masters one, but I don't think any draft format it could be as good as uh, Modern Masters one was. Yeah. Uh, what I like about EMA is that you just have the you have the possibility of opening like legacy playable cards, and I feel like in Modern Masters that's like that possibility is just it's it's smaller, right? It's just kind of like Tarmogoyf for bus basically. Yeah, it feels like a super watered down cube is what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. But uh, I, we can all agree that elves is just way too prevalent in that set. We yeah. did a draft with five people, a five-person draft. Two of uh, those players ended up drafting elves. <laughs> Good elves are like mediocre elves uh it was joe and jared and they're both both their decks were actually fairly good so joe and jared uh so joe did like uh green white elves and uh-huh. jared did green black elves okay. uh jamie did mono red burn your face off <laughs> <laughs> and drew went like esper control because he opened sphinx of the steel wind <laughs> <laughs> So his entire deck was based around just surviving long enough to get Sphinx of the Steel Wind in play, uh, which was actually pretty good. But I drafted the blue-white Flash Flying deck, oh, and no. that deck is just disgusting in Eternal yeah, Masters. That deck's very good. Like I got the uh, the the Drake that gives flying creatures plus one plus one, and oh. it's Flash. Uh, yeah. 
Then I got a, a like three of the guys there. It's like two and a white for a two, three flying with vanishing. You gain a life when it comes into play and when it leaves play. And then I just got a bunch of those lions that like blink creatures. So I was just like blinking these flying guys, resetting the vanishing counters and gaining like 10 life a game off of them. Nice. Oh Lord. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I ended up 4-0-ing that draft. So <laughs> I scrapped it out of the main event, but it was to unlock my true potential on the draft table. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what we were doing at this point. <laughs> All right. So yeah, come back over. I was like, hey, you know, I got my match. Just got to wait for the last one. Like, okay. So yeah, if you win this last one, still a good shot. You know, you, you're still you still live for top eight. I was like, all right. Just got to go win this. I was like, all right. So... You know, you realize that you're in a position where, you know, you might, you know, hit a grinder or someone who might offer you a draw. So we started working it out. It's like, okay, um, if you draw, you lock in top 16. You get, you know, um, we didn't work out exactly what place, but, you know, you get $1,000, three pro points, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, if you play and lose, you get top 32, $500, and two pro points. Okay. Uh, if you play and win, worst case scenario is you still get the top 16. Uh, best case scenario is you top eight and you win this whole thing and you know what happens then. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I'm playing and winning, right? He's like, yes, yeah, so you're playing and winning. That's the plan. Okay. Um, so pairings go up. And I'm like, all right, who am I playing? I'm like, oh, so I get to have like a true final boss. I'm like, I get to play Andrew Cuneo. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, you know, I just get to play a Platinum Pro, um, who I actually, like, I'm a big fan of Andrew Cuneo. Like, I love the decks that he builds and stuff. Um, and so I'm like, oh, well, this is actually going to be really cool. I get my last round of the Legacy GP that I've just been, like, tearing up, um, I get to play someone who I actually enjoy watching. This will be fun. And so we start talking, and I'm like, he can't, is he, like, I know a lot of the other Pantheon guys were playing Miracles. Is he playing Miracles? Oh, no. <laughs> he plays a lot of blue decks. Is he, or is he playing the Leable? Oh, I'm just like going through all the thoughts and I'm like, please don't, no, just don't be Miracles. Don't, I don't want to play Miracles for the fifth time this tournament. <laughs> 33% of matches, Miracles. Miracles. <laughs> please, please, please don't let me be stuck in the stupid Miracles bracket for this tournament. So I sit down, you know, introduce, you know, hi, I'm Alex, hi, I'm Andrew. I win the dice roll and I get my hand. And it is a turn to, uh, entomb exhume with a forcible backup. And I'm like, keep, 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 keep. Yes, yeah. Keep, keep, keep. And he's like, and that, that was, we both, I think we both mulled the six. And he was like, I'll keep my six. I'm like, okay. And he's like, uh, turn one, uh, like I go, like, polluted delta go. And he goes, uh, windswept teeth. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, fetch Dryad Arbor. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Okay. Just don't be a Bant deck. Don't be some stupid Bant deck that has stupid Dryad Arbor in it. Then he goes, Caracas. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't, just don't play some, don't play a Swords deck. Just don't play that. Mm. And then, uh, and I, and I, uh, sorry, I had revealed a uh, Chancellor on my turn one. And he just passes. And I'm like, okay. You know what? I'm going to sit on this because chances are he's playing at this point a non-blue deck. And I have Force of Will anyway, 
So I'm just going to see what I need to reanimate, because I do need to actually go entomb something. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm impressed. That shows a lot of restraint. A lot of people would just go for it. They see, they see it. But I, I like that. You, you kind of just sit back and yeah. see the lay of the land. I, I, I basically was playing. Show me, like, I need to see something other than just a giant arbor. And so I was just like, okay, because um, that's what it was. I had scribed the force of will to the top, so I wanted to draw it anyway. So I didn't want to just like end of turn into. So I drew the force of will, and I just, um, I play a land and say go. And he's like, okay. Uh, and he goes, play Gaia's Cradle, uh, make two mana, play Green Sun for zero, and paying for the Chancellor's Trigger. And I'm like, you got it. Results. <laughs> and he's like, get another Dryad Arbor. And I'm like, we're playing Elves, boys! We're playing Elves! <laughs> and I'm like, it resolves. Like, you got it. He's like, pass her. And I'm like, end of turn fetch? He's like, yep. I'm like, uh, get a swamp and then entomb. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting Elishnorn. He's like, yep. And I'm like, uh, go to my turn, exhume Elishnorn. He's like, yeah. Uh, or, uh, reanimate Elishnorn. He's like, yep. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, your turn. He's like, okay, draw, go. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's a pro. He's not just going to, he's going to make me kill him. All right. I can respect that. And you know what? I have the force will back up. So there's no shenanigans he can have. He just probably wants to see more of my deck. Whatever. Cool. All right, I'm down for this. Beat him down with Alishnorn. And that was the end of that. He played, like, a few more lands. Nothing else. Uh, dies to Alishnorn. Game two, um, he... It's this long thing where he has, like, death rites. Um, and so he stops me from going off, uh, like, super fast. I find the Pithing Needle for the death rite. But as soon as I find Pithing Needle, he fight, he, uh, he green suns for scavenging ooze. Um... Then, as soon as I find I find uh, a collective brutality to kill the scavenging ooze, because uh, I made sure uh, not to pitch any creatures so he couldn't grow the scoos out of the brutality range, kill the scoos, uh, and I pitch a grizzlebrand into the yard. So I'm like, all right, and I'm like tapped out. I'm like, okay, um, all I have to do is not die, and because I'm at like I my modes were um, kill the scoos. And, um, cause he was tapped out at the time, uh, kill the scoos pitching a, uh, grizzle brand and draining for two to give myself a little bit of a life boost. Cause he had one card in hand and that card, like, I was like, okay, if it was natural order in hand, he would have cast it already just to kill me cause I'm low enough. And if it's glimpse of nature, then he has to like draw really well for him to do something. So I was just like, you know what, drain for two, and we'll go from there. One of my friends uh, who is uh, from Knoxville apparently was standing behind me, and because I wasn't watching Cuneo's face, Cuneo draws a card, smirks, and he's like, "Natural order." I'm like, uh-uh. "Yeah, that resolves." It's like, get creator huff kill you. I'm like, "Yup." Uh, apparently, he just like top decked the thing, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." Um, and then in game two, or so that was game two. Game three. Um, I have, uh, I draw my seven, and I'm like, oh, uh, exhume, reanimate, lotus petal, force a little brainstorm. I'm like, well, look at here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done it. Um, and I'm like, I'm keeping, and he's like, oh, I'll mold a six. And I'm like, you do whatever you want. You mole however you'd like. <laughs> um, so he, uh, 
we start the game, and I'm just like, here's Alex Nord. He's like, okay. I'm like, your turn. He's like, land, go. I'm like, attack you. He's like, uh, land, play Elvish Visionary. And I'm like, it resolves, like, draw card? Yeah. And in my mind, I'm just like, all right, what is he drawing to? Because he's like, fetch Bayou, like, fetch two Bayous, play um, the uh, the Visionary. And I'm just like, why are you trying to draw cards? What card in your deck could possibly get you out of this? Like, I, I don't under... Huh. Does he play a Caracas? Is that a thing? Like, I'm just, like, going through all of these scenarios of what card in Elves could kill an Elishnorn. And I'm just like, I don't... Oh, well, you're dead. And I'm like, oh, I just beat Andrew Cunio in round 15 of my Kiki. Huh. Huh. It's <laughs> a pretty good feeling. It's a pretty good feeling. So you ended uh, up uh, finishing uh, 11th, correct? Yes, uh, did not make it in. Uh, apparently, uh, Craig Wesco uh, took another draw at some point, um, and so he was one point above the third. He was thirty-eight points, and I finished with thirty-seven. Oh. Um, so that put all of the thirty-seven pointers out of the running for squeaking into eighth place, um, and so I finished eleventh. Uh, so I was really happy about it. Um, Still super. I'm still like, it's all like surreal to me. Like, huh? I top 16 to Grand Prix. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like I, like I wasn't expecting that ever to happen. A big like, and, and like a big, a big legacy GP, which is uh, like legacy is I think one of the most difficult uh, formats to to do well at a GP in because there's just so many decks. There's so many. There's so much knowledge you need to have to do well against other decks. And uh, yeah, it's a, that's a fantastic run, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if Jerry had told you, but my weekend began with me saying, yeah, so, like, I had just finished Reanimator when, like, SCG announced, like, the tournament cuts and everything, and, you know, if I don't have fun this weekend, I'm just gonna sell my deck and cut my losses, and, you know, this, <laughs> I, I finished the deck to play in this event, and this will be the end of it. Like, halfway <laughs> through... you're never selling this deck, right? <laughs> yeah, right, like, halfway through day one... Like, Jerry and Ian and all them were like, you're going to sell your deck, huh? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. That's right. Because <laughs> you play other formats, too, right? Alex, you play Standard and Modern as well? Yes, I do play. Uh, like So here in Knoxville, uh, Modern and Standard are, are the two largest formats by far. Uh, like, we really don't have Legacy, uh, sadly, at all. Um like, there's maybe an IQ every now and then. Like, maybe once a month. And even then, it's like an hour or two away uh, for us. That's um, rough. That's rough. It is. It is. Um, so, yeah, like, it was... For me to... Like, at the beginning of all this, especially when uh, Star City was cutting the uh, Legacy Classic support, it was a really big, like, all right, if I have this deck, I will be playing it maybe twice a year kind of thing. Um, and, like, is that going to be worth it? And this weekend was an adamant yes. Yes, it is worth it. Because <laughs> uh, even, so, what really got me was, like, on Friday, I was playing all the grinder events, like, all the challenges, and I was getting, like, wrecked hard. Like, it was very much like, well, here I am in round one. Cool. I got round one, and then I lost round two, and now I'm back in another grinder. Um, <clears throat> and all the games I lost, 
Like, I wasn't, like, salty. Uh, like, I played against a Death and Taxes player who, uh, in response to my exhume, viled in Recruiter of the Guard. Oh, gross. <laughs> that searched up Fairy Macabre to exile my Grizzlebrand all in, like, at instant speed. And I'm like, I can't even be mad about that. That's just cool. <laughs> like, this format's great. Like, I'm getting stomped by a 2-1, and I'm just losing so hard, and I'm not even angry about that. Like, that's just cool. <laughs> so, like, after all that, and then, uh, of course, like, how well I was doing in the main event. Um, yeah, I, I will not be hanging up the reanimates anytime soon. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, well, we, we are going uh, kind of long today, but was there anything you guys wanted to talk about before we sort of wrapped up here and got into some scoops and uh, and all that? Pat, Pat, we have like another three hours. Hold on. I know we have another, I know we have a ton more material, but I think we're gonna save it for next week, Cherry. <laughs> no. no, Colin's sick. <laughs> I, call, I, had, I left work. I left work early today because I was sick. <laughs> Uh, can I just can I just tell my favorite story from yes, the entire please. trip? <laughs> Absolutely, please. Um, so actually, I'm going to tell two real because the first one's real quick. <laughs> see, all right, so Jerry, after one, one, he's going to squeak in a second. All right, I'm going to squeak in a second one. So the first one, the, the short one, is the oddest thing that I saw. Well, kind of like the most surreal thing that I was just like, am I dreaming right now? Was uh, I saw Feline Longmore at the uh, event. Not playing magic, but with a camera and tripod doing magic tricks. Yes, and just yeah. <laughs> filming filming herself doing yes tricks. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Did not expect to see that at a GP. <laughs> yep. She was doing that at uh, at uh, Columbus too, I believe. Wow, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I just thought she was doing like coverage for like TC. That's what there. I thought. Because she was like wearing a suit, like she looked real nice, like yeah. fancy. And then she just like pick a card. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I did not expect that to be the, the reaction. Elon, you and I both know this is the wrong type of magic. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, is this like a hipster comment? <laughs> uh, actually, funny, though, our waitress at uh, breakfast thought that we, that we, <laughs> she's like, oh, oh yeah. are you all here for that, this uh, magic convention? We're like, oh, we're impressed. You know what magic is. Nice. She's like, yeah, so you know all any tricks? <laughs> Like, ah, like, ah, you came so close. So close. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing from the entire tournament was, so, uh, day two, Joe uh, drove Ian and uh, Alex and Zach to the event site for day two, then came back and got us, and we got, we got breakfast, me and Jared and uh, Joe. Mm-hmm. And actually, I want to have uh, Joe on. A cast coming up because over breakfast he outlined this insane, crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> oh, we will, we will be talking about it on uh, the next episode of From the Bench. Yes, oh, so definitely stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> check that out on From the Bench, and then we'll, we can we can have a Q and A Q&A afterwards on leaving right, a legacy. Perfect. But uh, I really like uh, his idea. But that's a little sampler. But somehow over the course of breakfast. Uh, Les Mis, the musical, got oh, brought up. Holy, oh, no. <laughs> Les Miserables, which is a, a wonderful musical. It's it's one of my favorites. We did it in high school, and we started talking about it, and Joe's like, oh, you like Les Mis? I like Les Mis, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we get in the car, and he just puts on the Les Mis soundtrack. <laughs> and Joe knows every word of the Les Mis soundtrack by heart. Test. 
I can attest to this. <laughs> Lily knows everywhere. I'm like, wow, I like Les Mis, but Joe loves Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> and we're driving to the uh, to the event site. <laughs> we're driving to the event site, and the parking lot for the event site is like a paid is like a paid parking lot. So there's like a ticket taker. <laughs> So we're pulling up to the event site, and Joe goes and reaches for the volume knob on the radio. I'm like, oh, he's going to turn it down so, you know, he can give the money and get the ticket. No, nope. Joe cranks the volume all the way up. And it's, and it's uh, the song, it's uh, Confrontation. It's when, like, Jean Valjean and Javert are, like, coming to a head, and they do this, like, harmony, like, count point, uh, point counterpoint where they're just going back and forth. And Joe perfectly normally is, like, taking out his wallet, collecting the ticket, and just belting out the lyrics like <laughs> leaning out the window to hand this woman the poor this poor poor woman the ticket he just goes i am telling you javel <laughs> and i am just like bent over double with like my head in my hands just covering my face just laughing uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing uh, so that that was that was one of my favorite memories from the event <laughs> <laughs> Alex, was there anything else you wanted to share before we uh before we took off out of here? Uh no. Uh just I guess uh thanks for having me on and I uh, I will definitely be playing a lot more Legacy or hope to. I will continue playing Legacy because <laughs> Knoxville is a barren desert when it comes to the format. But tell you, man, just come on come on up to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh all right, cool. So uh Jerry, do you do you have any scoops before we get out of here, buddy? Yeah, I got a bunch. Uh, right, I mean, scare the scoops. <laughs> definitely wanted to scoop Alex in. Uh, awesome spending the weekend with you, buddy, and even better having you on uh, to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, also, like Jared, uh, who was the other buddy who came up, uh, got to meet him. It's always kind of weird uh, when you've like never met someone before, and you're just like, "Hey, we're gonna spend the next four days living together. Hope you're not an axe murderer." <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like when Columbus, right? When we when we first met uh, Joe. When we first like, met Joe. Yeah. It's like, I mean, of course, you know, they're not going to be an axe murderer. But it's like, there are very few moments in your life when you can just be like, uh, so I just met you and we're just going to sleep next to each other about four feet apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, me, me and Alex were bunk mates at the GP. Nice. <laughs> So definitely scoop uh, Jared in. Of course, Joe, uh, Ian, and Zach, uh, who flew up with me. Those guys are awesome. Uh, and then just, like, all, all the people that I saw the GP, like, there's there's too many to name, but, like, you know, like, Jeff, Jeff Simpson, and uh, uh, Guy, I got to see Lawrence, and Adam, and the main people, and just, I'm, I'm just leaving people out, but uh, just everyone that came up and just hung out and just, you know, kind of shot the shit for a while, uh, it was just great seeing everyone. Awesome. Um, Alex, we don't, you know, typically we don't do uh, shout-outs. We do scoops in the top eight. So is there anyone you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Yeah, uh, I, too, would like to scoop uh, Joe into the top eight uh, because uh, if you know me, I have had a very, like, on-and-off-again relationship with Legacy. Uh, I have tried to build a Legacy deck about four times, uh, this being the fifth and final time uh, (laughs) that I've actually completed one. Uh, and it's because Joe's constant pestering of, hey, do you want to play Legacy with me, uh, that I continue to try and build these insanely expensive decks, um, <laughs> and the reason why I decided to go play in Louisville. So thank you, Joe, 
Uh, without that, I wouldn't have ever been here. So, oh, what a good guy. Joe's Joe's yeah. a great guy. Joe's a great guy. Awesome. All right, and uh, I'm just going to scoop in traditional Chinese foot binding league. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jerry, did you have a uh, do you have a die? You want to do the uh, the die game tonight? You know, in in honor of Joe Pat, I was hoping I could put a special request in tonight. You got it, man. <laughs> what, what are we What are we going to play tonight? Uh, I feel it sums up the weekend quite well. Uh, I would like to hear uh, Do You Hear the People Sing? <laughs> is this from Lame Is? It is from Lame Is. Oh, man. I can't stand I tried to watch that movie. I hated it. Don't do the fucking Hugh Jackman or whatever musical. Do the London original recording. It'll blow your mind. All right. Fair enough. That sounds good to me. All right. So we're going to listen to some <laughs> Lame Is tonight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was gonna be so happy. <laughs> yep. uh, all, right. all right, awesome, man. Well, a- Alex, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, seriously, congratulations on your finish. I think that's phenomenal. I hope that you guys were able to uh, spark some interest and legacy in your in your local community. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having me on. Hell yeah! Hopefully, uh, right, event real soon too. Yeah, when do you guys record in the next episode for from from our, uh, from the bench? Uh, we're, I do believe we're getting together, uh, Thursday night to, uh, put an episode together, so. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, any, anyone, um, who listens to us on MTG Cast, you can find From the Bench on MTG Cast as well. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, thanks again for hanging out, and, uh, I hope everyone has a great Monday. Yeah. Jerry? Play a set with something sweet, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the right to be free Do you hear